theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this bright and beautiful morning, and may it be a day of tremendous light, Eira and Simcha and Sasin and Vikar and healing to all those who need it among all of our peoples and among the whole world. May it really be a day of uh, of recovery and refuah and Yeshua for uh, so many people who need it. I thank you all for uh, joining us here this morning. And Reb Nochem, we're good? I didn't get my usual text. Okay. And the main video too, right? Excellent. So, we're going to continue now inside. Please open your source sheets. We're up to page Kuf Samach Tes. If this is your first time joining, please go to the yeshiva.net and you'll see in today's class, it should say Tuesday morning, there's a source sheet above the video and a PDF below the video, and you can open it up and follow inside. Page Kuf Samachtes. We are up to... The line starts, Inya Neshama. In the middle of the page, the line starts, Inya Neshama. So yesterday, we began discussing, I mean, over the last few days, we have been discussing what we call nefesh, ruach, and neshama, which are different dimensions of the soul being manifested in a person's life. So you have one level, which is nefesh, and another level, which is ruach, and they had a higher higher space, which is called neshama. We focused on nefesh and then ruach, Nefesh generally is understood as the lowest manifestation of the soul's energy. And then there's Ruach, there's Neshama, there's also Chaya and Yechida. Now this exists both in terms of the animal soul and the godly soul. In terms of the animal soul, the animal soul is our biological soul. It's also called in Tanya Nefesh HaChiyunis or Nefesh HaBahamas. It's like the electricity of the body, that's Nefesh. It allows us our biological functioning like all other living organisms. So the fact that a person can act, a person could move, a person functions as a healthy organism, allowing ourselves to do what we do as physical people in this world, this comes from the electricity or the currents, or if you wish, the biochemical (coughs) signals And the power of the brain, of course, the power of the brain, which is all a manifestation of nefesh. And as we learned earlier, that the soul and the body are so connected that the body itself is alive. It's not just there's a soul and there's a body, which is why people could make a mistake that there's no soul. They just say the body is a machine. That's how much, uh, that's how deep is the connection, the symbiosis between the soul and the body. Ruach is already a deeper dimension. It's the emotive ability, emotive like emotion, like he calls it his spilus, his rakshus, <clears throat> conscious emotions. You can have life, you can have life, but as a machine, as a machine. Now, some people really define a human being as a machine. There are uh, neurologists and uh, behavioral psychologists and uh, evolutionary psychologists and some scientists or at least uh, they, they define themselves as scientists who really define the human being simply as a machine. Even emotions are just an illusion. It's like you press a button and this light goes on, this light goes on. You know, you press a machine, you want to start crying to the machine. <laughs> and now the machine, like they have the dolls, right? You press this eye and there's sobbing and you press this eye and there's laughing. But it's really just all biochemical, biochemical signals which reduces the person to a machine. Of course, that's not the Jewish perspective. 
And the more we learn about humanity and the mystery of human consciousness, <clears throat> I'm taking attendance, by the way, for everybody who's late. <laughs> the more we learn about human consciousness, it's it's uh, we learn about the extraordinary complexity of the human soul. So we understand there's much more to that, to the person than a machine, not just much more, infinitely more. So we have the ruach, which is the emotive dimension. Then there's the neshama. Neshama is nishmas shadai tevinem, the Pasuk says. The neshama gives them havana, understanding. The neshama is responsible for the cognition, for the consciousness of a human being, our ability for reasoning, our curiosity, our inquisitiveness, beyond emotion. Animals also have ruach, their own way. Some animals are very, very emotional, right? There's an animal that some of you know about very well. It's called a kelev, a dog, which the Mekobalim write is two words. Kelev is kuloi lev. It's all heart. <laughs> we know today... They used to think that animals have no emotion. We know today there is profound emotion in animals. They speak about elephants grieving or baboons grieving when, when, uh, when, when a child, when one of the young dies. There is a lot, a lot of emotion. Then there's something called neshama. And I'm talking now in the animal soul of the person. Neshama is our ability for curiosity, inquisitive, inquisitiveness. Uh, spiritual, including spiritual questions, intellectual questions that the human soul wonders about and the human soul ponders about and it's part of the equation of who we are in this world. We, we ask these questions, we search, we search for truth, we search for meaning. This is, this is part of our properties. This is the definition of, of neshama. In terms of the nefesh kiss of the godly soul, Nefesh, he discussed, is the ability to act and implement your values even when there is a lack of clarity and emotion based on a conviction and a value that you know is true, at least on some level, even though right now you're not really up to it. But that's the ability of Nefesh to carry through. We explained it's connected to Netzach and Haid. Then we discussed yesterday the idea of ruach. Ruach is already inspiration, enthusiasm, emotional. And in davening, it's the stages of till baruch shamar and after baruch shamar. Davening begins with the words maidani. The morning begins with maidani. We continue and we start davening haydu l'ashem kiru b'shmoi, which represents a stage of haida. To explain what means maida. Maida is there's an argument and a maida to you. And who is the argument in this case? The argument could be inside me. And then a maida. A maida, there's a truth. Even though I'm not seeing it right now or I'm not convinced right now, I'm certainly not feeling it. There's different levels of how much you have to be maida, how deep the argument is. So that's different levels within haida. Just like he said, there's different levels within netzach. Sometimes there's a little inspiration to fight. Sometimes there's no inspiration whatsoever. And a very classic example would be when it comes to eating, nutrition or dieting. And today especially people should be very sensitive about their nutrition because you want your immune system to be able to be strong and powerful, to be able to fight off everything it has to fight off. Now, sometimes you're inspired to eat the right things. Sometimes I'm inspired to eat the wrong things. And you say, yeah, but you really don't want this. No, I do want it. But can you see clearly how bad it is? No, I can't see clearly. I can't see it. I can't, I mean, I can understand it intellectually, but in terms of my, my passion, this is exactly where I want to be. And at this moment, you need netzach. You need a fight. Who do you have to fight? You have to fight yourself. Because you know deep down, you know deep down that you care about your health more than about binging. You know deep down that you care about your life and your loved one's lives more than a temporary entertaining 
distraction, which is a fast high, but it's not good for me or it's not good for you. But you have to fight because you're not feeling it. That's a classic example, a very simple illustration of nefesh playing itself out, even though there's no manifestation of ruach. I'm really not excited. In fact, it's a fight. It's a battle within me. This is what's called netzach and hoid. You have to fight and be victorious yourself. The voices of yourself that are not representing your truest self, because not always am I in touch with who I really am. Not always am I in touch with my inner values to the point that they excite me and I have a sensation of what I really want. Sometimes, yes, and that's great. You're in touch with your ruach. But sometimes I'm in touch with my nefesh, and that's powerful. And that's good enough. Like he said, you can't jump. When you're supposed to be in a mode of nefesh, you can't always be in the mode of ruach. This is the journey of life. Or as the Balatanya said, Nishtaf I can't be at every Yerid. I can't go to Leipzig every year for the trade fair in Leipzig. Leipzig is a city in Germany that was always the center of all the Yerids internationally. Or nat- all of Europe would come to Leipzig still, still, still today. But by Jews, it was a very big, uh, Leipzig had a very big name because a lot of Jewish merchants would come from all over Europe. So I can't be at every Yerid. I can't always have Nefesh and Ruach. But then there is the second stage in davening, Psuke de Zimra. And Zimra, of course, means a song. Zimra also means praising, like, Toiv lahoidois lahashem, ulezamer And you see here also, there's lahoidois, which is hoida, hoidu, and then there's lezamer. <coughs> so lezamer means to sing. Psuke de Zimra is singing. And the function, he said, of Psuke de Zimra is to be able to reflect on those truths in life, that allow the soul ruach to emerge, allow the nefesh elikis's ruach to emerge. This must be organic. We're not talking about here fake emotions because the Maimah said you're supposed to get emotional, so I'll pinch my cheeks and make believe I'm emotional. We're not talking about that. Of course, sometimes a person, their whole davening is in a state of nefesh. <laughs> That's true. But in the development of davening, this is the structure that Psukit Zimra is focused on the ruach of the nefesh elikis. This is the second stage of davening. From nefesh, we move to ruach. Where right away in the morning, I could still be in the state of maida, of hoidulasha. And in this ruach, he speaks about different meditations of psukah de zimra, whether it's the extraordinary diversity and, and depth and brilliance of creation in all of its endless diversity, which of course is literally endless, and you could talk about it ad infinitum, including the concept of the origin of it, yeshme ayin, as he said, that's one component. There's the component of kiata, avinu, your personal relationship with your Hashem in your life. Everybody look at your life and you will see moments and stories and experiences for you, which you can say you're deeply, deeply grateful for, including daily stuff that many of us would take for granted, and certainly these days it's hard to take anything for granted, even if the fact that you have somebody in your home with you and you're not alone is not something to take for granted these days. Literally, that you have company in your home, whether your spouse, your children, etc., and those who are who are alone, it's 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 so much more. You know, it's, it's it's just a very different experience being quarantined alone. I'm just giving one example how we could take usually things for granted, but you're not supposed to take things for granted ever, even in a good day. And he speaks about Kiata Avinu, you're my father. Then there is the meditation of collective Jewish history, there's the meditation about I love my life, and what is life if not divine DNA that is life, as we discussed many times in our shiurim. This is all Ruach. Now we come to Neshama. And he clarified, even though we spoke that Neshama is Havana, but Ruach is also Havana, because he said, by Psukah de Zimra, this is Bainanus. He said, but you have to make a distinction, because by Ruach, you're tuning in to pre-existing natural emotions. An animal loves self-survival. Uh, it wants to exist. Self-preservation and self-gratification are key to the animal. It still needs a mind to create labels, this is good for me, this is bad for me. But it's not the sign or the label that creates the emotion. The sign and the label just point where the emotion is. The same is true about the nefesh al The nefesh al 
wants to be one with Hashem. That's who it is. That's its chemistry. That's what it's made up of. It needs meaning. It needs spirituality. It yearns for infinity. It yearns to be one with itself because it's a chelik elekamimal. And if it's a chelik elekamimal, if it's a piece of God, it wants to be what it really is. It wants to be connected. It could be concealed. My divine soul could be concealed. It may not be actualized. So Psuki de Zimra is the time to help it come to fruition. And I do that by ideas that I integrate, I'm mindful of, I, I think about, I reflect on, that are, as I gave the example, you know, there's a sign, the ice cream store, and the kids get excited when they see the sign, or the sign, in a good day, you're going to Six Flags, not now, everything is closed, but you take your kids on a trip, whether you're going hiking or you're going to an uh, an amusement park, and there's a sign, and they get excited because they see the sign. It's not the sign that's getting them excited. The sign is simply making them aware that the action is here. So it's not the sign which is generating the emotion. The sign, But without the sign, they wouldn't be aware that this is an ice cream shop, but this is an amusement park, so why should we get excited? So you understand the point here. That's what he's saying, that the seichel and the hisbeinenus on the level of ruach is only like a maramakam. It's like a sign. It's pointing you so that you should be able to tune in to the emotion that naturally exists in the divine soul already. Uh, that's why the focus here is not his bindingness. The focus here is not seichel. The focus is ruach. We now proceed to neshama. Okay. Now, the mimer is now going to evolve. And it's a lot of new stuff we're going to be learning that we haven't learned before, according to my recollection. And you may not understand everything in the beginning. There's a build-up here. You could see how much he believes in structure and 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 seder and order, because every you see we're used to. You'll forgive me to, if I say this bluntly. Most of us are used to that ruchnius is identified with no order, no structure, and that's why there's a lot of deception. It's just you know uh, sing a song and let's clap our hands and get inspired. But as you know, that the shit of the Balatanya was, and they accused him of being a Litvak in this sense, is that Chassidus was treated like Nigla. You don't just learn a Rambam. You have to take apart a Rambam. You don't just learn a Shtikl Gemara. You have to take it apart. And when you take it apart, you can honestly internalize it. Now, of course, spirituality and inspiration operate a little bit on a different level, but not completely on a different level. And that's why there's so much here, there's so much focus that he says there has to be a Seder. You can't, I can't jump to Ruach without Nefesh. I can't jump to Neshama without Nefesh and Ruach. There's a Seder. There's different types of souls. and There's different types of days. And there's stages in life and stages in the day and stages in davening. You don't just say, let's start off with Yoytzer Eurevor No, no. You get into the car and you start a journey. You start a journey. until you re- And there's different destinations. There's the destination of Hoidu. There's the destination of Yishtabach. And Baruch Hu, there's the destination of Blessings of Krishna and Krishna, blessings before Shema, and there's the, there's the destination of Shema Nasra, and then there's coming back after Shema Nasra. Now we'll see what all of this means, and especially it gets very, it becomes extremely, uh, what I think is extraordinary, as we see the parallels between two, three types of avoida in terms of the halachas of slavery, of servitude. So I'm just saying we're going to get in now to a, uh, a discussion that may, that is probably new for many people, and it's going to seem like very subtle distinctions this way or that way. Who cares? Just be inspired in life, which is a good idea to be inspired in life. But let me tell you that uh, when you stick with it and you really try to understand it with, with humility and with patience, and the most important thing is with humility and with openness, so you become changed as a person because it's pneumistic, it's internalized. It changes you. It's slow, but it changes you. Rather than just an overwhelming idea, which people get excited about, you know, you saw a WhatsApp. It was a good WhatsApp. You send it to another 20 people, and the inspiration fades as fast as it arrived. The point here is not that it fades, because when you assimilate it into your identity, it's always much slower. It's like getting a log on fire, as the story I told the other day. Erbrent. Let's now go to stage three, which is neshama. 
again, if you don't have the source sheets, you can go to uh, the yeshiva.net and on the shear of today, it should say uh, Tuesday morning, Hasidus, uh, 8 o'clock, there's a source sheet either below the video or on top of the video, a source sheet on top of the video and a PDF below the video, and you could print it out or just open it up, page Kuf Samach Tes, Mamash, the middle of the page, Inyin Neshama, Mashenkin, Inyin Neshama, you can ask questions, Text your questions to 845-777-4747-845-777-4747. Nishama, this is already focused on a yidia. Yidia is knowledge. And hasaga gedayla, profound and intense understanding in elikus and godliness, of course, according to the human capacity. Here, you already need a different hisbeinenus. Here, you need hisbeinenus, which comes from the word bina, hisbeinenus, like lehisbeinen, right? Vesein bilibenu bina lahavin, hisbeinenus from the word bina havana. Hisbeinenus means contemplation to understand. There has to be a hisbeinus in the whole seidenay shtalshlus, in the entire system of spiritual evolution of divine energy. We learned many times shtalshlus comes from the word shalshelas. It's a chain representing, of course, the evolution of energy from the Godhead all the way down to my physical life here in this world. Bechal hamadregus shabay in all of the levels. Vahasagat sarachlius bepratius bametzius dechal elo. And the understanding must be detailed, not general, generic stuff like, okay, I got it next. No, the Proteus. Proteus means dissected, all of the nuances. is the the reality of every single world, every single state of consciousness. And the type of light that shines in each world, meaning the type of divine reality that is expressed in each world, because as we spoke many, many times, each world is a different state of consciousness. How much their antennas can be receptive of the truth of divine reality. What is true in one world relative to a higher world, that's almost minuscule and insignificant. And yet relative to a higher world, that is also minuscule. So the light is filtered. We learned many times, including the mimer of the same author, Vyadaita, which is a very important mimer to learn and to learn again and to learn again and again. Vyadaita Moscow, which we learned last year from Tafresh Nunzai in 1897, where he discussed at length the story of the teacher and the student and the tzimtzum. Every world has its own own. You have to understand this. And the detailed levels of that world according to Asasvidus. In Ruach, he didn't say this. In Ruach, the focus is more tuning in to the embedded emotions that the nefesh elikis has. So yes, in order to bring them out, you need to become aware of certain truths. But as he said earlier when it came to Ruach, maspik ma'at is bainanus. A little is bainanus is enough, as he put it, before, a few lines before. Yeah. He said you don't need his bainanus be'echos or be'protius ha'chayis elikis in the quality and the details of the divine energy, the knowledge, the knowledge that there's everything is a lakus, that general knowledge creates a spilus ha-nefesh, it brings out the natural emotions of the nefesh alakis that have that they have telekus. Here we're talking about already a different state of the soul, the state of neshama. The state of neshama here says you have to understand as much as you can the whole seder ishtashlus, all the madregas, all the levels, and every world, the details of it, and the oil in that world, and the protea madregas. Why is this so important? Besides understanding the individual identity of each world, one also has to understand the very concept of the Ein Saif that is in the world. And that it's Be'ein Aroich, Legabe Atzmos. The light in each world is infinitely 
filtered relative to the essence because Legabe the Atmos, Hakal, Ayin Ve'efes, everything in his presence as Kaloi Chashev doesn't assume a separate identity and significance. It's just a very small, finite reflection of the pure, infinite energy. It has to be compressed in order to create for the consciousness, to create the consciousness of that world. The Bechlau Zeh, Hu Gamkin HaAsaga, Be'etzem HaLakus, HaMufshet Malavushi HaAsaga. This includes trying to understand that elakus is beyond hasaga. <laughs> trying to understand that godliness is divested from the garments of comprehension. The bahasaga be'etzem elakus ha'mufshat b'levush ne'asaga meir etzlai ribuy gilu eir ha'nefesh. By trying, by understanding somewhat of godliness which is beyond garments of comprehension, it generates, it brings forth a tremendous revelation of the light of the soul. The When you understand something that's dressed up in the garments of comprehension, there's also a lot of light there. But when someone can understand the core of something, which is beyond comprehension, the oil here, the light here, is so much greater. The love and the awe of the level of neshama, unlike Ruach, is called It's a love and an awe that's called a seichel love and awe, because neshama represents moichen be'etzem, core awareness. There's the difference between moichen in midas and moichen essentially. Moichen is awareness, consciousness. There's the consciousness of midas and moichen awareness essentially. The moichen be'etzem zeo hasogas hadover. Moichin itself is the comprehension of the thing. And he writes in Yiddish, this is how the Rebbe said it, the fashtand von der Zach, understanding the thing itself. Moichin of Midis is only relevant to the Bechein. In other words, Moichin Sheba Midis is the relevance of it to my life. Ruach is midas, neshama is moichen. And even though there's love and awe in neshama, but it's all part of moichen. Nefesh is conviction, I agree, I consent, even though I'm not excited. It's like a haskama, you make an agreement and you're you're obliged by it. Ruach Oinyan is spilus amidus. I'm excited. What's better? Uneshama zel inyan asagev avana balakus. But neshama fashteis te pesalakus. You get something about godliness. Vezel inyan agimol madregis the evet kmani evet ivri v'ama ivri. The whole system of halacha of three types of servitude evet kmani. An Eved Ivri and an Amma Ivriya, that's Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama in Avodah Hashem. Now I know this needs a lot of explanation. <laughs> Nefesh and Ruach, especially Neshama. You can ask your questions 845-777-4747. So Shmuli asks a question. Is it possible to say that up to Neshama, one does not need Pnimiya Satayra? Only Neshama needs this study of Pnimiya Satayra. And the Bezriel wants to know if Neshama and Nefesh Elikis are the same thing. Both very good questions. So Neshama and Nefesh Elikis are not, are not synonymous because the Nefesh Elikis has Nefesh and Ruach and Neshama and Chaya Yechida. The Nefesh Abahamis also has Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama and Chaya. It doesn't have Yechida, but it has Tilchaya. By the Nefesh Abahamas, it's manifested one way. By the Nefesh Alakis, 
It's manifested through the properties of the Nefesh Alakis. The chemistry, the DNA of the Nefesh Alakis is not the DNA of the Nefesh Bahamas. But they both have Nefesh Ruach Neshama. And remember, they work fully together. We learned before that the Nefesh Alakis is enclosed in the Nefesh Bahamas. So Nefesh Alakis, you could speak about Nefesh. In fact, the name is Nefesh Alakis, not Neshama Alakis. On the other hand, in the morning we say Alakai, Neshama Shanasata Bitahirahi. Now, sometimes in our vocabulary, nefesh includes all the levels, and neshama includes all the levels. You just say, ayid hata neshama, right? Ayid hata neshama. Or, or, I want to thank you for my nefesh. So you're not getting into the details. There's an expression in Gemara, teira klalos pratis nemra. You have an expression, sometimes you speak in an oifen of klal, and sometimes you speak in an oifen of prat. So generally, neshama means everything, or nefesh means everything. When you get into the specifics, there's nefesh, ruach, neshama, within the nefesh alakis itself. In terms of Reb Shmuel's question, do you say that till neshama you don't need pnimiyas ha I wouldn't phrase it that way. I would just say, I think, I think what Panimius Atayra does for every level is, uh, is extraordinarily powerful, even for Nefesh, which is Kabbalah Sahel, and certainly for Ruach, which is Hispilus, yeah. But it's true, it's true, it's true that Nefesh and Ruach essentially are about the DNA of the Jew, and the Shama is all about Pnimi Satayda. That's true. In other words, Pnimi Satayda enhances the experience of Nefesh and Ruach. No question about it. But once in a while, today's generation, it's harder maybe because there's so much, uh, many, many more cover-ups. But yeah, everybody knew throughout history, and even today you'll find a Jew that the Ruach shined, the Nefesh shined. You know, Psalazach Yidin, that they're, 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 they're in touch with their Yiddishkeit. They're in touch with their Yiddishkeit. But, but Pnimi Satayda enhances every level. But you're right in the sense that Neshama is all about Pnimi Satayda. <laughs> That's probably its definition. Because as he says, Ruach is very different than Neshama. Now, there's a lot that was said here. I'm going to focus on one, one aspect. And as I told you, these ideas are going to become clearer in the continuation of the Maimer. He spoke about Moichin Be'etzem and Moichin Shebemidus. I don't know if we ever learned this concept. Rebbe Zeril, you remember the difference of Moichin Betz and Moichin No. Or as he puts it here, there's Moichin Betz is the Fashtand from the Zach. Right? You understand why it's in Yiddish? Because Mamelushin, Mamelushin. And Moichin Bemidis is Mashashayachim Lahabechein Belvat. Now, this is a very, very powerful and profound idea. And I want to explain it from both sides. What does a Bechain mean? You know what Bechain means? Bechain means, and therefore, and thus. For example, Shabbos morning, we have a very long introduction before Baruchu. Extra long. Including Nishmas, Kalchai, Tevarich, and Shaykh and Ad, What's Uvechein? Uvechein means, and thus, what's Tachlis? The Bechein always in simple English means, how is this relevant to me? How will this change my life? And that's a very important question. I told this to you in the previous Maimah that we learned on Purim, yeah, that people are always looking for the Bechein, because the Bechein means, what does this have to do with me? That's why we look for Meshalem, we look for illustrations to make it real to people's lives. So he says, there's Meichin Be'etzem, and there's moichin shebemidus, which are only about the bechain. And that's the difference of ruach and neshama. Now, do you understand the distinction here? What's the difference between moichin be'etzem and moichin shebemidus that are shayich only to the bechain? It's two different worlds completely. And this is subtle. I, I, I keep on say, telling you that this is subtle because I'm, 
if you understand this right away, then you didn't understand. <laughs> then you probably didn't understand it. I don't mean I don't mean that you don't have good minds and you can't understand it right away. But I mean this is a subtle idea. You have to open yourself up to a little bit of a different way of thinking. If I'll if I'll ask you a question, or you'll ask me a question. In life, if you want to inspire people, what's the most important thing? And most people will answer, you have to make it relevant. Relevant. We all know you could learn and learn and learn and learn and learn more and hear information, but it's not relevant. If it's not relevant, it's not inspiring. It doesn't do anything for me. You want it to touch here, yeah? What do they tell me? Rabbi, why were you hit the spot? (laughs) What does it mean you hit the spot? What does it mean you hit the spot? Which spot? Not this spot. You have to hit this spot. You have to get to the kishka. So you got to hit the spot. Hit the spot means you touched me. Why did you touch me? You touched me because you spoke about me. (laughs) You can't touch me if you don't speak about me. If you spoke about my life, my marriage, my struggles, my addictions, my experiences, my trauma, my insecurity, my potential, my glorious future, my greatness, my ability to extricate myself from, from toxicity and heaviness and melancholy and emancipate myself and go out of Mitzrayim, you hit my spot. Now we know not often does your spot get hit. <laughs> right? Sometimes my nobody hit my spot. But when you hear something, and you got it. That's called ubechein. The person could have, yeah, very often, very seldom after a Shia Gemara does somebody come over to me and say, you hit the spot. <laughs> Why not? Why don't you say you hit the spot? The answer is, because if you're learning about a Beitzah that was born on Yom Tif, yeah, or you're learning about why they read the Megillah on the 11th of Adar, the 12th of Adar, the 13th of Adar, or even if you're learning you know, any other type of halacha and many other concepts, whatever is discussed in Gemara, it may be interesting, it may be 3D, it may be... It may be great information. I may love it. I know that it's holy and divine and godly. But what's the Bechain? What's the Bechain? What am I going home with? Did it change me as a person? Well, Bechain means it changed me as a person. That's called Moichin Shabamidis. It's the way Moichin relate to Midis. What are Midis? His spilus hanefesh. What's his spilus hanefesh? Spilus hanefesh means my soul is moved. The word his spilus comes from the word pu'ula. There is an effect on ac- activity. My soul was stirred. My heart was stirred. That's his spilus hanefesh. The word mida means a measurement, a size. Why are they called midas? Because this is the size of a person. You know, you have. 40, you're a 42, or you're a 36, or you're a 32, I'm working on it. There's the size of the person, so there's the size of your waist, there's your height, there's your width, etc. That's the size of the person. There's also the psychological size of the person, and those are your middays, your dispositions, your characteristics. I got a, I got an email from a woman yesterday. I have to read it to you, and I guess I have to do a clip on this. She writes, Hello, Rabbi Jacobson. My kids were glued to your live speech on Sunday. It was fascinating. I have one request, a speech for our husbands to be more empathetic and extra emotionally supportive during this craziness. I beg you, so many people listen to you and respect you. It is so needed. I'm representing wives across the universe in my loaded request. Thank you and may Hashem bench you. Amen. Okay, so I turn to you all of the dear men who are listening to me, and I speak to you on behalf of one woman who says she's representing wives across the universe, okay? And she's basically asking all the husbands to be more empathetic, extra emotionally supportive during this craziness. Got it. Okay, so you heard her request, and uh, the lady has a point. Now you should write to me what I should ask the women to do during this craziness. (laughs) But it is very important. Midas is who you are. It's your measurement. It's your size. What's Meichen Sheba Midas? Meichen Sheba Midas is the way Meichen informs Midas. Don't give me an idea. 
Give me the idea that relates to me. We go like this, instinctively. Tell me how it relates to me. If you tell me how it relates to me, it's going to excite me. Why is it going to excite me? Because it affects my life. So let me give a very simple example. If somebody is struggling in their marriage, or somebody is struggling in their relationship with their children, or somebody is struggling with their own emotions, take now. Some people are panicking, they're afraid, they're hysterical, they're bored, they're, they're, they're just worried, 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 right? And I can give you a sheer, and I could speak to you an idea, but how it relates to your heart, to your emotions. That's called bechain. I brought it down. I gave you a bechain. Tachlis, practical results. Some of you are businessmen, you go to, or businesswomen, you go to workshops, you go to seminars, right? One of the first things they'll teach you is if you're in sales or you're uh, in management or whatever field, but you have to communicate to people, make sure that you're relevant. Don't speak about a, a product in the abstract. Speak about a product in the practical. How is it going to change your life? Because if I can show you how it's going to change your life, you're going to get excited about it and you'll spend money to buy it. So this everybody understands. This is ABC. You must have a bechain. When you speak about godliness, when you speak about truth, give me the bechain. How does it apply to my life? What? Why is it so exciting? You know why it's so exciting? Because I'm taking the truth. You'll forgive me now. I'm taking the truth. And I'm dumbing it down to you, to me. I'm dumbing it down to me. I have emotions. There's things that I get excited about. They could be great things. If you could show me how the truth that you're teaching relate to things that I'm excited about naturally, I'll get excited about that. I'm a company. I want to make money. If you could show me how your product is going to help me up my sales and create revenue an extra million dollars a year, I'm in. That's it. I'm in. Why? A million dollars a year extra speaks to me. A half a million dollars also speaks to me. Even a hundred thousand dollars speaks to me. It speaks to me. I don't need you to tell me that it speaks to me. It speaks to me. Why? That's how we are. That's how most people are. If you could show me how this product helps me fulfill my goals, I'm going to be excited about your product. I'm ready to invest time, energy, and mainly money. What is this in Ruchnius? Ruach is, it's how the Meichen of Elikus affects me, how it changes me, how it speaks to me. My godly soul has certain certain needs, certain things it's excited about. If you can explain, if you can explain certain truths about life, about my life, it bring, about godliness, about creation, it creates a hispilus hanefesh. The nefesh alakis and ultimately even the nefesh Bahamas will be moved by it. Why, why, why am I moved by it? Because it speaks to my truth to my concerns, to my issues. But that's not Meichen Be'etzim. Because the definition of this is taking the ideas and making them relevant. Now that's the most beautiful thing in the world. It is the most beautiful thing in the world. But now I want you to understand the opposite, the different perspective. Mitzad, the idea itself, what happened, if I want to use a yeshivish language, in the Bechain, the Moichin Vert Adin in the Midis. That's Ruach. In the Shama, the Midis Veren Adin in Moichin. In Ruach, it's about me. It's about my Hispilus. The ideas are fueling my excitement. In other words, I reduce the ideas to my identity. That's why I get excited about it. That's a Bechain. But what about the truth itself? The truth itself is not about the Bechain of the truth. The Bechain of the truth is the way the truth relates to me. In other words, it's filtered through the prism of self. That's Meichen Shebemidus. What's Meichen Be'etzem? Meichen Be'etzem is the MS in and of itself. Truth for the sake of truth, not truth for the sake of relevance. This is the only thing that can transform me into a new person.
Ruach is not transformational. Ruach is informational. Neshama is transformational. Neshama is not the moichin of midis, it's moichin be'etzim. I'm not looking to find inspiration. I'm looking for the emes, for the truth. And right now this truth may not relate to me, but it challenges me for to transcend. It challenges me for a whole deeper transformation. That's neshama. Fresh ruach and neshama sounds like the difference between nihi, chagas, and chabad. Yes, I said that yesterday. Nefesh is nihi, netzachayd yisoyd. Ruach is chesed gvuri teferis. And neshama is chabad. Sometimes a student asks a question that seems disconnected from the topic. Maybe they weren't listening. Maybe they were actually communicating to the teacher that the lesson seems irrelevant in my life. It can be a cry for help. Help me learn from this. Yes, it happens all the time in my classes. I'm teaching something, and somebody asks a question completely off topic. My instinct is tell them that it's off topic, and we're not talking about it now. But very often I tell myself that this is actually a cry for help. The person is saying, I am finding this completely irrelevant to my life. Could you make it relevant to my life? They're looking for the bechain. They're looking for the personal application, 100%. That's the point. And most people, that's what interests them. What is this mimer telling you? And I want you to take this with a grain of salt because I'm going to use sharp words, not to be sensational, but just to create the idea. In real spirituality, yeah. looking for the Bechein is a form of subtle selfishness. All I'm looking for is, get me excited, get me inspired, speak to my soul. And because of that, I have to dumb down the truth and filter it through the prism that speaks to my middas. I'm not looking for the emes, I'm looking for the emes the way I could gain from it. What is neshama? What is meichin be'etzem? Ask not what God can do for you. Ask what you can do for God. Ask not how truth can inspire you. Ask how you could become a conduit for the truth. You see the difference? Now you'll say, why should I be interested in it? I can't answer that question. Why should you be interested in it? (laughs) The real answer is because at the core of the eye, you are higher than the eye. And that's the difference of Meichen Be'etzem and Meichen Shebemidus. Meichen Shebemidus is the way the emes is filtered that it could speak to my emotions. And that's very necessary, especially for beginners. You don't get to Neshama without Ruach. If I can't make it relevant to you, you're not going to go with me on my journey. I have to get you excited, but I'm bringing it down, I'm filtering the emes so that it should speak to my disposition, to my emotions. In other words, there's things I am excited about. There are things that are very, very meaningful to me. Why are they meaningful to me? Because those are my midos, that is my shape, that is my measurement, that's who I am. And as a Jew, that is very beautiful and amazing because it's the nefesh elikis, which has midos, rotsen for elikos. <laughs> It has a passion for meaning, and if I can explain a lakus in a way that speaks to the middas of the nefesh alakis, I'm in. I'm excited. I'm passionate. And that's Psukh de Zimra. That's the Psukh de Zimra of Davani. Neshama is already a whole different idea. Neshama is not the moichin of middas, it's moichin be'etzim. It's not the moichin that relates to the bechain, it's moichin that relates to the emes itself. And that's why he says, for neshama, you have to understand, say the Rishtalshulus, you have to understand all the worlds, you have to understand the Oid in every world, you have to understand the Proteus of every world, the whole system, all the way from the highest place, all the way down to the person operating here. You have to get the full picture of understanding what is Elikus, not what it does for me, what it means for me. What is the Etzem Inyan? Now you would think, who cares, it's so abstract paradoxically, only that can really change you. It can transform you. It can take you beyond your parameters to really touch transcendence. He says, for this you have to understand, dafke the pratim, it's, a, it's all about the hasaga. Because I'm not looking here for it to 
infuse me with inspiration. On the contrary, I'm looking for the for for the emiss itself, and that's why he says that ruach also is av, ruach is ava and yira. Nisham is also Ava and Yira. But in Ruach, the Ava and Yira are love and awe. And in Nishama, he says, the Ava and Yira are Nichlul B'moichin. The emotions are there, but they're much deeper. The emotions are subsumed in the truth of the Inyan. And these are the three stages of Avodah Hashem. Nefesh, Ruach, Nishama. And they parallel Eved Ivri, Eved Knaini, Eved Ivri, and Am Ivri. What's the Bechain of what we learned today? What's the exercise from what we learned today? <laughs> the exercise of what we learned today is that you don't need a Bechain, <laughs> that you don't need an exercise. Meaning, the exercise is that sometimes you hear something, you're learning things, and you say, and what does it do for me? And what does it do for my life? You don't always have to ask that question. Allow yourself to be defined by the truth. Don't force the truth to define itself by you. Allow yourself to go into a mikveh. What's a mikveh? You're under the water. You don't even have any here outside of the water. The word tzvila is oisis habitl. Hey, beis yud teslamet. You don't need to stick out from the mikveh. You're not allowed to stick out from the mikveh. Why? I don't have to be visible. I could be submerged in the water and there's no visibility here. We always ask, so what's the bechain? How does it apply? And I know we do this and we want to do it because we want to get people turned on. We want to get people excited. We understand that. But that's all the level of ruach. Real connection means that it's a connection with the MS of it, not with my MS dumbing down the MS to me. That's what he says. Meichen be'etzem is the fashtand from the zach. Meichen she'bemidus is the bechein. How's it going to help me? I don't care about the zach. I don't care. I want to know what's going to do for me. There's no transformation there. You're a good guy. And there'll be growth, growth, growth. But real transformation is in a shaman, not a ruach. Because ruach, I remain in my orbit. It happens to be a good orbit. It's a spiritual orbit. We're talking about the nefesh alikis. But the real, real, real alikus, the bitl tein soif, can only happen in a shama. Now there's a danger. Neshama without Ruach is a danger because you can become detached. It's just academic. We're not talking about academia. That's why Neshama is higher than Ruach. It's deeper than emotion. It's not lower than emotion. You have academia that's detached. You know, somebody who teaches something and they completely don't relate to it. That's... Okay, there's something to it. Here we're talking about an Indian that's that's deeper than Ruach. There's Avavira there. There's deep, deep emotion. But the emotion... The emotions are completely subsumed in the meichim be'etzim. They're not outside. In Ruach, the whole focus is emotion. In Neshama, the focus is not emotion. The focus is the emes. In Ruach, the focus is my emotions. My emotions. (laughs) I want to be inspired. In Neshama, It's not about my inspiration. There is a lot of inspiration there, but the inspiration is bottle of mavutl. It's nichlal, it's bottle, it's, it's nichlal in the meichen. And part of that is, as he says, also very deep. Part of this is, make sure you chazer this, chazer it a few times because there's a lot of details. But I want to mention one more detail that I didn't address. Whenever you understand the Lakus, there's understanding it in Levushim and understanding it outside of Levushim. What's Levushim? Levushe Hasaga. Seichel, ideas, are not truth. <laughs> they formulate truth in intellectual phraseology. 
Hasaga is called a lavush. It's a garment that dresses up truth into ideas. Part of Nisham is you want to understand Elikus beyond Levushe Hasaga. You want to understand the core of godliness, which is beyond being understood and comprehended. And that's also part of Neshama. In Ruach, that's not Negeya. In Ruach, what's Negeya is my inspiration. In Neshama, what's Negeya is Hasaga in Etzema Lakus, which is Mufshut Melevushe Hasaga. A comprehension. A comprehension in the etzem of Elikus, which by definition is beyond garments of comprehension. Even when you understand something in Levushi Hasaga, it's very powerful, he said. But when you understand the etzem inyan beyond Hasaga, now you're touching it. So here we're talking about the seichel, the person's ability to relate to the divine beyond that which is comprehended through the garments of intellectual reality. It seems like a contradiction. <laughs> Comprehending that which is beyond comprehension. Comprehension that which is beyond. But that's the, that's the truth here. That I, there's a certain, what I'm looking for in a sham is, because I'm looking for the fashtan from the zach, I'm not only looking to have godliness dressed up in equations of comprehension, but rather I want to be able to feel and sense and relate to the silence of the divine, which can't even be comprehended. I don't need it to become brainy. I don't want it to become brainy. There's an expression in Tanya, Emuna Tahira. So there was a chassid, Reb Fagan. He was killed in the Holocaust. And he said, what's pshat Emuna Tahira? Pure, to, a pure Emuna. So he said, It's not tarnished through human intellect. It's not tarnished through human intellect. So in the Sham itself, there's the Hasaga of something, the way it's in Levushim, the way it's dressed up in the word understanding, and then there's Hasaga, comprehension of the truth of it, which is even beyond Hasaga. It's not turning it into a concept, an idea, because the moment you turn it into an idea, it's already... A garment, it's not the truth of it. It's already dressed up. You want to be able to take things away from, you want to take off the levushim. You take off one layer and another layer and another layer and another layer and another layer until you get to the skeleton, to the core. What are the layers? The layers of ideas are ideas. (laughs) Because truth is not an idea. Truth is beyond an idea. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but I hope you do. I hope you're sensitive to what, what's being said here. Truth is not an idea. Ideas are the way we communicate truth to ourselves. We dress up truth in ideas because that's what we do. But truth is not an idea. So as long as I'm in the world of ideas, I'm still relatively in the world of Ruach. Ideas is a red dumbing down truth so it could become an idea, so it could become relevant. But ultimate truth, you got to strip from everything to the point that it doesn't become an idea anymore. It's not an idea. So what is it? It's ain't safe. It's not an idea. I, we relate to things through ideas. You're right. That's the levushim. But in this search for the emes, moichen be'etzem, I'm looking for the etzem, etzem, etzem for the core. I strip, 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 divest. You could take an idea go higher and higher first it relates to me and then it's a deeper place a deeper place a deeper place deeper and each place you you take off another levush another levush another levush until you lose hasaga it's not an idea anymore and every world is dressed up reality is dressed up in more garments and as you climb up the ladder you take off another levush another levush another levush another levush until you're mafshitted from all the levushim and you can touch the core of infinity, which is beyond any levushim of Asaga. And that's all moichin be'etzim. That's the search of moichin be'etzim. Instead of bringing it down, you bring it up and up, and you strip it and strip it and strip it until you come to the nekudah, which is beyond Asaga. Now, a lot of this will be more explained and more clear as we move on with the Maimir Be'ezer Hashem. See you tomorrow. Have a beautiful day. My love and blessings to all of you. Stay healthy.
זה גשמק. This is the real thing, the real thing. You see, when you say it's geschmack, it's the bechein. You're looking, it's a geschmack. It's a geschmack, geschmack. Ashreinu matayv chalkeinu. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.